Welcome to Passionate World Talk Radio. Educate, enlighten, entertain. On Cool Your Heels with Lillian. Our special guest is Dave McGuire, who is from the Manifest team. He is the CEO of ETM, and lately his company has posed a challenge to the general public, a 60-day challenge about climate change. So, Dave, please give a little bit of background and who and who you are and why you created the company and why it's so important with this 60-day challenge. Thank you, Lillian. Hi, everybody. Dave McCary here, CEO of EcoATM. And EcoATM is a technology company that builds uh, automated retail kiosks where people can come and trade in their smartphones and receive cash in exchange. And so we have about 4,400 kiosks across the United States, predominantly in Walmart and grocery stores. Uh, We're growing that to about 10,000 kiosks across the United States. We are also rolling out in Europe as we speak, in Germany, France, and the UK. And we'll be uh, going into Asia uh, later next year with uh, initial pilots in Japan. And uh, what people tell us about our kiosks, what consumers, everyday folks tell us, is, uh, gee whiz, I have a used smartphone in my drawer that I think might be worth something. Uh, I really don't want to keep it in the drawer because I'm worried that at some point it will be so old I'll throw it away and it will end up in landfill and it will pollute the planet. Uh, so therefore, uh, what I did was I saw one of your kiosks. I took my phone there, and in a matter of minutes, I got cash for my phone, and on top of that, at the kiosk, you guys explained to me that uh, my phone is going to get reused. Uh, it's going to enter a circular economy where everything uh, happens in a good way with that phone, whether it ends up in the hands of somebody who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford a phone or it's going to be broken down into parts and remanufactured so that um, it doesn't require additional carbon or basic materials mined out of the planet to construct a new phone. So uh, the, the company has been doing great and growing exceptionally over the last five years that I've been with the company and just looking forward to continuing to roll out our products, our kiosks, uh, across the globe. I'm pretty sure you will be successful because I know myself. I have a couple of old cell phones that I keep in the drawer, and I really don't want to throw them out because I'm the kind of person that believes that nothing should be wasted. I haven't been in a retail store in over 30 years. I buy everything through Goodwill because it's already been made. The materials have already been used, so why go and buy something new when you don't need to? And Amen. If, every, if we had a kiosk for cars, you become a multi-trillionaire by now, Dave. Something to think about. <laughs> if comes, let me know if it comes true. I'll ask for a little you know, thought payment. But there are so many landfills filled of old cars, rusted cars, and it's just too bad we can't do something more with them than smashing them up and putting them into another landfill. Indeed. So you issued a 60-day challenge. Could you please tell everybody about that? Yes. So uh, there's a study, I think, back in 2009 by, I think it was the uh, European 
Journal of uh, Social Psychology that uh, highlighted that people typically on average form a new habit after 66 days. And so what our employees put together, this is something that was really just ground up from our employees who, who thought of this whole program themselves, uh, was this idea of let's use this time, let's use this, you know, this, this shock to the system that the pandemic has caused everybody to, you know, reform the way we think about our lives. And one of the ways we can do that is to form new good habits. And so what the team did is they put together a 66-day, if you will, tutorial uh, of encouragement where every single day there's a suggestion about something to do uh, to change your life for the better uh, and, and, uh, and the world and those around you. And it's really centered on things like uh, personal health, uh, both physical and mental well-being, so things like meditation and yoga, stretching, exercise. Uh, and as you just pointed out, Lillian, a lot to do with recycling, making sure you're uh, intelligently recycling. Uh, and, uh, and then the other piece is actually uh, along the idea of planting, of, of planting plants and gardening and, and uh, healthy consumption uh, and renewable consumption of the earth's resources uh, on top of the fact that when you plant things, you're taking carbon out of the, uh, the atmosphere. So the team put that together, and, uh, and it's off and running, and we only have a few more days left. So how are people doing? Are they really forming a new habit with rethinking their lifestyle and rethinking how maybe they can help the planet instead of plunder it? Yeah, they, absolutely. I mean, we have this incredible culture at the company where people – have actually come to work at EcoATM because they believe in, in these things. They believe that uh, sustainability and renewable resources are, are the future and believe that there are sustainable economic models that enable that to happen uh, and that um, that's kind of a, a calling just beyond a job. So we have a natural tendency to, to do these types of things as individuals within EcoATM and as a team, and so I wouldn't say that, I can speak for myself, I wouldn't say that I've adopted every single suggestion. <laughs> but there are a couple that, you know, that I'll stick with, you know, stick with me, uh, like, uh, like intelligent recycling, like making sure you're putting the right things in the right places thoughtfully and deliberately because it's not, it's not necessarily easy to recycle correctly. Uh, all the materials you have. So the feedback has been really positive. People feel like it was the right thing at the right time. Uh, But having said all that, the full disclosure is we have a population of employees that that are predisposed to behave that way. That's pretty good. Maybe you can turn it into a community-type effort and get some kids involved. I know in the last place I lived, which was in Michigan, there was a place where Every weekend it was open, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, at different times, and they had different containers for you to put your recyclables in, one for aluminum, one for metal, one for paper, one for batteries, another one for electronics. And, I mean, people would come in with pickup trucks full of the uh, recyclables already sorted in different bags and boxes, and I mean, they would just unload this stuff. 
So my question is, once you get the recyclables, what happens to them? Where are they? Where's their next recyclable step? Yeah, that's a great question. And one of the things that I love the fact that you call attention to all the effort that people do, thankfully, to sort correctly uh, these recycled materials. One of the beauties of EcoATM's kiosks is that we take all that away from you in terms of your need to do it. All you have to do is bring a phone. And we'll worry about where that phone goes and what's the best disposition for the planet. Uh, and, and that's all taken care of. So what happens is when you show up at one of our kiosks, we ask you a few questions about uh, our, our, your phone, and our kiosk will then open up its, its little compartment where you then plug your phone in, and then we'll take uh, videos and we'll take um, uh, electronic uh, interrogation of the device of your smartphone to find out exactly what, what type of phone it is and as well its exact physical uh, condition. So we'll get a complete assessment of what your phone is uh, within a, a couple minutes, literally. And at that point, um, two things happen. Uh, and this is all driven by artificial intelligence that, that literally lives in the, you know, the proverbial cloud, which is our proprietary yeah. software. And, uh, and what happens is, number one is the AI determines, or artificial intelligence determines what the optimal disposition of that device is going to be. Uh, both from an ecological standpoint and an economic standpoint. The second thing it does is it tells you a price that we will pay you for that phone in cash, once and done, nothing complicated. Uh, so we're actually paying people to recycle uh, and uh, in a, therefore creating a sustainable economic model through, through correct incentives. Because why shouldn't we be paid for doing the right thing for the planet, right? Uh, and, and so, yeah, and so uh, that happens within seconds, and, and you make a decision as to whether you like the price or not. Uh, and, uh, you know, and then if you do like the price, uh, the cash comes out, your phone then goes uh, into our machine where it's subsequently picked up uh, by one of our um, logistics partners. It's shipped to our central processing facility in Louisville, Kentucky, whereby we um, sort it uh, and prepare it for recycling or resale, and, uh, and then we ship it to, um, to those partners who are going to recycle it or resell it. And in some cases, we will resell it ourselves uh, on our gazelle.com website. So if ever you're interested in getting a phone where you're, you know you're purchasing uh, and creating a, in so doing, um, you know, a circular economy uh, is, uh, is our gazelle.com site, which are phones that have come directly from our kiosk that we're offering for retail sale because they're in really great condition. And we offer those at rock bottom prices, uh, and they tend to be some of the latest models. So there you can, you can get a phone. What people tell us <laughs> typically is, you know, my, my son or my daughter just dropped their phone, uh, you know, uh, yep. into a lake, and I'm not going out and buying her or him a brand new one. But thanks to you guys, I was able to buy the exact same model used for half the price. Um, you guys rock. So, um, so that's the, you know, kind of range of disposition. Some of our phones go to 
scrap recyclers. Uh, one of the partners that we, you know, that we're talking with right now is is somebody who's actually recycling the batteries to put into um, uh, electric cars. So that's an example of of some of the things that that happen with these phones. But but none of them end up in landfill, which is super important. Now, have you thought about uh, accepting tablets as well? We do accept tablets. Sorry, sorry to leave that out. We accept tablets at our machines. Good, because I know so, there are a lot of people who keep on upgrading their tablets and trying to find places to recycle electronics. It's a real nightmare. Yes, at our machines we can take uh, the iPads and, uh, and, and the Android tablets. Okay, everybody, listen up. So if you're wondering where to take this stuff, you take them over to his kiosk, and that way you won't have them littering the ground or just throwing them in vacant lots because you can't be bothered to find another place to put them. Now, what batteries? Do you know how they recycle batteries at all? Is that something you would be interested in, in trying to recycle as well? We do recycle the batteries that are in the phones that we get. Uh, so there are specialty uh, remanufacturers that actually just do batteries, and so we'll ship those out uh, to to those partners. So then you then you, those little round batteries that you put into well you put it into your phone. So those are what you recycle. Okay, I want people to understand that they can do this. There's no reason for that cell phone or that tablet to be found in the garbage or to be found someplace else where it doesn't belong. I mean, that's one of the things you're now finding with all these masks. When people are finished, they just throw them on the ground, and it really is kind of disgusting. It, it's an unbelievable uh, pro both problem and opportunity. To give you an example, uh, there are going to be about a billion to a billion and a half new smartphones, brand-new smartphones sold. Uh, across the globe in any given year. And of that, you know, let's say 1.2 billion smartphones, uh, the vast majority uh, are replacements for existing smartphones. So quite literally, uh, you know, a better, better part of a billion new smartphones uh, replace a billion smartphones uh, that are now used. And the vast majority of those phones do not get recycled or traded in. Uh, they get left in a drawer. So it's an astronomical problem and an incredible opportunity to, uh, to, you know, to prevent harm to the planet. And, and, you know, one of the great things, too, is we work with some charities that actually get some of these smartphones. When we donate smartphones, use smartphones to these charities, uh, that take them to countries where people don't have access to affordable smartphones. And so now you have this whole secondary effect of people who otherwise are not included in the digital economy whatsoever or even have basic access to the Internet are now connected for free uh, because, uh, because of this recycling that, you know, that people are doing at our kiosks every day. So that's literally life-changing. Partnered with a uh, charity out of Toronto, Canada called uh, Rumi.org, who provides, who we 
provide smartphones to. They actually have digital education media that they load on these smartphones, and they use these as textbooks for young ladies in war-torn areas like Afghanistan and Syria and others where there are literally no textbooks, there are no schoolhouses that are safe, and there's no transportation to a schoolhouse that would be safe. So it's not only recycling because it's the right thing to do for the planet and, and, and humans in general, but it's particularly a good thing to do for people who are otherwise uh, not able to access the digital economy or digital content. I would also think you would try to partner maybe with Apple or some of the other big cell phone companies and see whether or not you can actually put in the phone itself when you're, you know, to, to recycle, please drop at the blah, blah, blah kiosk for money back or something so that people know that there's an option available to them to reinvest in that cell phone. We are, yes, we are absolutely pursuing that with both um, Apple and the wireless carriers. That's a great idea, and we're on it. Good, good, because that, to me, it makes a lot of sense to already have that option available. I mean, you have so many things on the cell phone now, or the Android, and all you have to do is click on one of the apps on the phone, and it takes you to where you can find your your cell phone if you mislay it. I mean, I use that all the time. I use another phone to call up my cell phone to, to find out where I left it the night before or something. Or you're using it to use the calculator, for example. Some people use the compass in it. So it, it would make sense to me to have a little app or whatever it's called already in the phone to, to, you know, to recycle this phone. I mean, to me, that makes sense. Absolutely agree, 100%. And I think it's good to have it for the kids because I know the kids get the cell phones at ridiculous ages anyway, and the same thing with the tablet. So that sounds really, really good. Now, do you do anything with the Alexa or some of the uh, stuff that Amazon has put out which tells you how to connect your electronics with the doors of the house or turn on the lights or something like that? Not Have yet, you... but we're, we're, we're in discussions to, to expand into that area. Because I, I would think that you would be able to, uh, the catch is the wrong word, but to be able to make use of these people who are using the surface anyway and bring it to their event, uh, to their, Notice, in fact, I can exactly. see your challenge being introduced to them through their Alexa or through their TV, for example. I mean, I've gotten into TV, Internet TV for my company, and there's a lot of things that you can do to make sure that whatever programming or commercial or whatever shows up in somebody's living room TV or bedroom TV, and I find that you don't have to almost, they don't have to physically be there just as long as their brain is somewhat active because a lot of it is stored in their subconscious. That's right. No, it's a great it's idea. Yeah, we're going to well, go after it. Yeah. I mean, that's why my company is doing it because you can catch a lot more fishes that way. You have to target your demographics 
your demographic audience and then catch their attention in something that they're already used to doing. And let's face it, since the TV came in since the 50s, it's not going anywhere. It's just getting more advanced in its technology of what you can do with it. And it seems to me it makes a lot of sense with your business. Absolutely, yeah. Totally agree with this idea of, you know, the more you can integrate with the way people are already thinking about life and and the way they live, the easier it's going to be for people to adopt uh, what you're doing. I mean, that's the biggest challenge we have is, is... People say to us after they use us, "Good heavens, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna trade in a smartphone any other way, because this is just, this is just perfect." Uh, so, but the challenge is, you know, how do you cause this new behavior to happen? How do you, you make people aware? Yeah, you get them when they're young. You hit them when exactly. they're children. I have a seven-year-old grandson, and he doesn't miss a thing. His antenna is constantly up. He has two older sisters, so <clears throat> he's a little bit more knowledgeable than most seven years old. But he doesn't miss a trick. He knows exactly what's going on, when it's going on, who it's going on with. And he, I mean, he's reciting the alphabet now in French and Spanish. Where did he hear it? He heard it on television. And so that's what he, he, has, he has some conscious picked it up. And he can count in those two languages, and he loves listening to the programs now in a different language. And that's the audience that you really need to get your message across to because they'll grow up with this new behavioral habit. And that's use right. It more than somebody, say, in their 50s or 60s. That's right. Yeah, well, I always think of things like this. So, Dave, please tell everybody where they can find you and your company and the challenge results on the World Wide Web, how they can get in contact with you, are there maps where they can find the kiosks, because people use the Google Maps to find everything these days, and all the great information that you need to get out there. Yes, thank you, Lillian. Yes, all the above can be found on www.com. EcoATM, that's E-C-O-A-T-M dot com, including the 66-day challenge. Uh, and uh, please uh, come to the site. You'll see, as you said, Lillian, we'll see um, maps that will locate the closest uh, kiosks to where you are. And we've, we've tried to put them in places that are super convenient, like your local grocery stores. Uh, and, uh, and you'll, you know, anytime you want to reach out, uh, my email is dave.makera, M-A-Q-U-E-R-A, at ecoatm.com. Be happy to hear from you. Terrific. Now, do you have anything upcoming since this present challenge is ending? Are you going to be maybe issuing a holiday challenge starting around November, Thanksgiving, and taking folks into Christmas and New Year's? We we are discussing that right as we speak. So as soon as something happens, we'll be sure to announce it. Please do, because I really think that, folks, you need to really pay attention. And like I said, instead of just hanging on to your old, old cell phones or discarding them in the wrong place, you can go and get money for Christmas presents. I mean, everything is relative to me, so... Maybe you ought to start thinking that way, too. I want to thank Dave for being interviewed today on Cool Your Heels with Lillian. 
You can listen to this program all over again Tuesday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. on amfm247.com forward slash Lillian Caldwell. You could also hear it on Amazon Alexa. Just say, cool your heels with Lillian. And I've been assured you can hear me and my guests also on iTunes, iHeart, Spreaker, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, just to name a few. You can find us on all the social media websites and also on our website, https colon forward slash forward slash passionateworldtalkradio.com. And before you go away, Benjamin just really had this to say in 1834, next to knowing when to seize an opportunity, the most important thing in life is to know when to forego an advantage. Thank you all very much for listening. Remember, stay healthy, wear that mask, and have a great day. Are you looking for an Internet talk radio station for your podcast? Look no further. At the helm of Passionate World Talk Radio are two women that want to provide a spot for you and your podcast to be heard. There are many other places for your podcast. But PWTR has the audience. You will not be disappointed. Our station has been on the Internet for the past 16 years. Call us for more information. 484-364-1032. Or text Jeannie White, Station Manager at T-H-E-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-S-H-O-W at gmail.com for a podcast show details. Thank you for listening to Passionate World Talk Radio. You can listen to this program all over again by going over to https colon forward slash forward slash passionate world talk radio dot com. You can also hear it on Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon A-L-E-X-A, AMFM247.com, every Tuesday evening between 8 and 9 p.m. YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Live, LinkedIn, and all the other podcast directories one can find on the Internet.